The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Issue of Long Box Small Talk with you always is your host Bill. Hey, so we're gonna leave all that in, right? Everything before no, that. No, I'm gonna. Well, um, well, the the lyric stuff, yes. The rest, like okay. And the AAC, and everything else, no. No, I wanted to. I want everyone to know about your AC. <laughs> it sucked. So it your sucked. AC went out. We were supposed to record what Friday? No, we were supposed to record Tuesday. I don't pay attention to things. I know you're I'm not. Only, I'm you're totally one, two, non. Three, five you're days not, off. You're totally non-linear. Yeah. Yeah, we were supposed to record Wednesday or Tuesday, and we got home, and literally it was 88 degrees in the house. And by we, Bill does not mean me. My son. My son and I. And it was miserable, so we said, uh, we called somebody and luckily got somebody there about two hours later. So how hot was it in the house? But between 88 and 90 degrees. You know what? I don't think we ever talked about this on air. Okay. But... This is actually the two-year anniversary of when we both flooded. Yeah, yeah. So, Bill and I both separately, in our separate houses, uh, flooded last year during Hurricane Harvey. Two How years much? ago. Two years two, ago. Yeah, two years ago now. Yeah. This is the second this is actually This is actually the... Uh, this would be, yeah, two years almost... Yeah. yeah, like water would be in my house right now, two years well, ago. Well, no, no, no. Two years... Well, maybe yours. Mine was dried out. No, well... We were, t- we were destroying brag mine. Brag about it. Yeah, we were destroying mine. At this point, so what? What did you? What did? You, how much damage did you actually have? Uh, ten to twelve inches, depending on the, which part of the house you're in. Mm-hmm. So that's everything. All my appliances, all my furniture, all I mean, like belongings that weren't in plastic containers. And if you look around, like you'll see everything is stored in a plastic container, more or less, uh-huh. just in case. Just in case. Just in time. case you don't lose shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I lost. God, I'm, I mean, so much, and it like. It took us nine months to rebuild. Mm-hmm. You know, we fought with FEMA, and then we had to wait for SBA to approve us for a loan. Yeah, dude. So, like, uh, we, I had, I think we had 15 inches, which just, yeah. for those measuring, is longer than Bill's. <laughs> well, that's um, the truth. <laughs> yeah. So, we got about 15 inches, um, but oddly enough, we are on the very tip of a hill. Yeah. You could just barely tell we're on a... Uh, like, you can't tell. There's almost, like, no steepness to the hill. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we only got 15 inches, but people right down the road from us were stuck on their second story. Yeah. For days. Yeah. You know? So, uh, you know, I don't know. Even though it, it was a lot of money, a lot of work, we are hardened by it. You know, like, we learn things from it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> buy flood insurance. Flood insurance. Flood insurance is a big yes. thing that uh, I definitely, I'm glad it happened so that I could take that away. Oh, yeah. Um, flood insurance is not expensive, people. No. Uh, so, you should definitely have that in case anything Yeah, always. Happens. Always. Yeah. Did it, not have that. No. No. And even if, like, I, that's the reason, like, I know so many people that lived in first-story apartments mm-hmm. that did not have, that all they had was renter's insurance. Renters don't cover flood. And they're like, I'm never renting again. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I agree. I mean, I'll, I'll have the insurance just... I'll, I'll own something just so I can have insurance, yeah. you know, in the case something happens. 
But yeah, that, that sucked, and it was uh, terrible. Mm-hmm. And being stranded... Uh, yeah, you had a little... What, what, what happened with you? You were still I mean, out you, in it, okay, you? So, the, the short version of the story is... Um, S'mores woke me up at 1 in the morning. The puppy. Yeah, my dog. She woke me up, and I was a little bit upset, but we went and uh, started watching TV, and I started hearing puddles of water close to the door. And I said, that's really odd. And I opened the door up, and... I'm not exaggerating. The water was an inch from my threshold. So I kenneled her, threw on some rubber boots, and started picking up everything in the house I could, disconnecting everything. I called my dad, and I said, what do I do? I, I don't know what to do. And he's, God bless him, he was awake but half asleep, and he's like, I know you're scared, but you're going to have to go outside and turn the main breaker off. And I said, Dad, it's two foot of water out there rushing. He says, Junior... I know you're scared. You got to do it. If you don't, and that gets in and touches the plugs, you and that dog are dead, and there's nothing we can do. So I went and turned that off, came back in. I called a, a mutual friend of ours, Andrew Best, who is a cop in the area, and he said, fast as I can get you out is two hours. Well, at this point, the dog and I are sitting on the couch watching the water just come through the walls. Uh, scariest thing I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, Unsettling. It's, it's like so surreal. It's it, such it a is, weird thing. It's like no movie will ever capture that kind mm-hmm. of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, it started coming in. It got in a foot. And what I was scared was what happens if it gets up higher because I'm only in a one story. Mm-hmm. I got nowhere to go. So I had a bag already packed. I grabbed the dog. We got in my work truck. We could get down the road. I was told to go to City Hall. So I go the way to go to City Hall. What I didn't know was that road was three feet underwater. When I turned on to it, I flooded out my work truck. So we were about a block from the old Lamarck ISD admin building. That building is built six feet off the ground. So I grabbed the dog. We run over there. The other, the other scary thing was seeing water rush into the, the truck. That's I've never seen before. And it comes in fast. Yeah. Um, we walk over there. I left my bag in there because I was panicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're both freaked out. I finally calm down. I go back to the truck 20 minutes later. I get my phone. Andrew's been calling me. My dad's been calling me. I call both of them back. I tell them where I'm at. My dad's like, all right, look, you're going to have to sit tight until daylight hits because I can't go out in this. He goes, I'll end up getting... He's, he has a massive truck, one of those big, super big trucks. He says, if, if I come out in this... I'm going to get stuck like you. Mm-hmm. We're coming to get you as soon as daylight hits. Um, we sat out there for three hours, three and a half hours. Luckily, there was a small awning, a small outside the front door that we were able to get under. And we had we had some towels and stuff. And I, I brought her some food and water. And I brought me some water and some, some energy bars. And we just sat there. And there was a neighbor nice enough across the street that was saw me. And they said, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm okay. I'm just, you know little shook up, a little freaked out, and uh, he, I, he said, do you need anything? I said, no. I said, just if you hear about a tornado coming, mm-hmm. Let ho- me know. holler at your boy because if yeah. I can't get to your front door, I'm busting in the glass here. We're going to get in this building, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll pay the damage if need be. Luckily, though, at, at about 10 to 7, 7 o'clock, my dad and my, my brother-in-law rolled up and took us home, took us to their place where I lived for the next nine months, which is mm-hmm. funny enough. Yeah. Not too far around the corner from where you were staying. Yeah, it was like less than a block or two away from where we ended up staying. But uh, no, we, we, I mean, had a similar story, except I noticed it coming in 
it was it was creeping up. Yeah. I was staying up all night because you know we didn't know what was going to happen, and yeah. somebody needed to you know guard the gates, if you will. So I noticed that it was getting close to like our exhaust, and I was like, okay, well, fuck. If, even if it does flood, I'm not losing these cars. Like cars are expensive as fuck. Yeah. So I rushed and made room in our garage to move both of our cars into. So I did that at like three in the morning. By six in the morning, the water was already up. Like you were saying to yeah. like the, just an inch or two below my threshold. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna stay up and just monitor the situation. Well, I didn't understand that we were already being flooded. Yeah. It was already coming through the walls in places where I wasn't paying attention to. Yeah. So it was almost like, they were like, hey, do you remember your comics in the closet? Oh, uh, we flooded those. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You remember all those things you meticulously poured over and made sure had like backings that wouldn't like hurt the acidity of the book and like <laughs> you kept your fingerprints off it. Yeah. It's all flooded now. It's yeah. just gone. So um, we actually flooded from my comic book collection inward. <laughs> wow yeah so we did the same thing we kind of noticed that it was coming in and we got everything we could up except for our Roomba R.I.P. Roomba uh, uh, Roomba was our fir the first family <laughs> member that we had drowned uh, I literally pulled him out of the floodwaters like oh no Roomba like, I threw him on the couch and like see I imagine you doing a classic drop to the knee pose Roomba no 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 I, I'm not getting in that floodwater <laughs> but I did throw him on the couch that we already knew I was going to lose and I did like little fake CPR to it <laughs> Please be faking. I'll make out with you. Just come back to life, Roomba. Um, so it was it was a very crazy experience. And then, um, oddly enough, I actually went back while it was still flooded. Um, I don't know if I've told you this story either. Go ahead. Um, we didn't know what to do either. Yeah. But we have an attic. So I was like, okay, let's put the animals in the attic just in case if the flooding does get bad. They'll be secure and in one place and blah, blah, blah. And what ended up happening is right after we got them up there... Um, I, there was a rescue boat. And I was like, hey, you know, when's the next one coming? And they were like, it'll be here soon and we'll get you out of here. I was like, perfect. We got two animals, or I'm sorry, we got uh, a dog and, and a cat and uh, another kitten. So they're like, okay, cool. So we'll come back and get you and all your animals. They get there. As we're getting the animals out of the attic, one of the crates comes loose and one of our cats bolts into the darkness of the attic. Oh, wow. So we're like, fuck. The rescue boat's here, and we're not going to be like, okay, rescue boat, please wait on my cat yeah. while other people are in danger. So we trounce around up in our attic for a little bit, putting two holes in our ceiling that we later have to fix, oh. and we couldn't get her. So I felt bad. So I went back while the water was still at its highest, and the, I was literally walking back into my neighborhood. I hiked and hitchhiked back to my neighborhood. Yeah. We were walking, the water was slowly getting higher and higher as I got closer to my house. I ended up having to stop once it got to my neck, and it was rushing against me like a river. Don't do that. Yeah, kids. that's a bad that's idea. That's a bad fucking idea. Like, thinking about it now, I could have been sucked into a drainage ditch. I could have been, like, any, literally anything could have happened. Sure. I, I mean, <laughs> like, the leech scene and Stand By Me, <laughs> my whole body, neck down. Um... So, yeah, so that ended up happening, and I ended up being rescued by these two kids in a boat going back for their animals, and uh, I stood on top of a four-and-a-half-foot-tall concrete mailbox. Yeah. You know how they kind of build those things around? Uh, you know, you don't have the hoodlum kids go around smashing <laughs> your mailbox. So I'm standing on top of it, and I take one step into their boat. Like, that's where the water was. Oh, man. When we were being rescued, we were hitting the tops of people's cars and, like, wow. jumping. Yeah, so our neighborhood got it bad. Yeah, yeah. But I, every, everybody, it, 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 you, you don't, 
you know, it's the reason I quit listening to Stern. Um, right after it happened, I was able to go back and kind of get back on XM and listen to it was, Stern. Used to be my favorite, mm-hmm. and I heard him chastising people in Florida because the one that hit Florida hit right after ours. Yeah, and he was saying, he goes, "Why would you idiots live down there? Why, why didn't you get out of the way?" And I'm like, Howard, some people can't. How do you do that? I mean, we can't all fly to the Hamptons, yeah. you know, and go and, you know, live in our compound. I think it's a case of someone just getting too big and too rich. Yeah. And, like, not realizing that it takes a lot of money to fly to another location. Or, 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 or move your whole fucking or, family. Or, or just pack up a vehicle and go somewhere. Like, hotels are not super cheap these days. No. Like, as as we're recording this podcast, there's, like, a Cat 5 hurricane going up. The in Florida, Florida coast yeah, right God. now. So, I feel for him. Yeah, I mean, I saw a gif of it right before we started recording. Yeah. And it just showed the eye, and it's just miles across. Yeah. And it's just this huge, massive storm that's just going to dump loads of rain and wind and damage a lot of people's property. Like, But, I mean, remember, I don't know how long you guys were, stayed, were, were living with your family. We moved back literally as soon as one room was good enough. So we were actually back after four or five months. Oh, see y'all. See the thing was is like we had so many damn things like finding asbestos lining on the floor. Oh, that's bad. As we were tearing, tearing. Luckily, we did air testing and it was less than the permissible exposure limit, so we were totally okay. Okay, good. But we were, you know, you got that. You have to wait for the test results to come in because you've torn that up. Then you fight with FEMA, and FEMA's like, well, somebody on this form that came to your house hit you had. Flood insurance. I'm like, I've proven to you I don't. It took eight weeks to prove to them I did not have flood insurance. How do you prove a negative? You have to basically send my homeowners and my uh, my windstorm had to both send something that says this guy doesn't have flood insurance. Wow. Yeah. So they, they put the onus on you to come up yes. with... Yes. I mean, that's just absolutely insane. Yes. Yes. I don't, I don't know how much you got into FEMA, and I'm, we're not going to talk about money, but I will say how much I got from FEMA... It was literally just enough to cover my kitchen cabinets. Uh, it, it wasn't... I think it paid for a third... Uh, it was a third of the money that I got, mm-hmm. including the the, um, the loan. Mm-hmm. And still... We still don't have stuff on the outside fixed. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still things that need to be done. We can live in here. It's perfectly fine to live in here. But there's things outside that need to be done. Mm-hmm. And that's... I've, I've had to contact other people about that because... It's just, the more you take out of SBA, that's the more you got to pay back. And and it's a 30-year loan, so it's like... It's like a second mortgage, Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Oh, yeah, a lot of fun. I mean, that's, you know, I know it's a lot of real talk for you for you fans out there, yeah. especially if you don't live in the United States or North Oh, America. no, they're just like, wait, your government didn't just support you? Yeah. Like, what? Why? Why yeah. didn't your government just take care of its citizens? Yeah. Like, okay, you're yeah. obviously living your privilege out there. Yeah, enjoy, like, enjoy that, but check yeah. it, you know. That NHS, you guys, yeah. just love to shit on. It's like, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, for all those Swiss citizens we have, you know, that uh-huh. you know don't have to lift a finger. Like, hey, we're actually huge in Sweden. We're really? Yeah. Three People those? are getting tattooed of <laughs> LST and our names in Sweden right now. Inga uh, dinga dirga. Yeah. All right, so, and that's enough of our... Depressing two years, part of our long vacation. Yeah. Uh, dude, let's get out of the nitty gritty. Fuck all this. Oh, how about this? How about how about we, we segue by saying, you know what else is flooding the market? Disney. Oh man, I mean, 
before we do Disney, let's 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 talk the two things that aren't Disney that I have that are going to be quick because Disney's going to dominate. I mean, I have a feeling like we're just going to have to have a segment called Disney Now. Yeah. You know, Disney Plus Plus. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we got to see two really great trailers this week. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate, the sixth sequel uh, to the Terminator franchise. Six. This is the sixth. Okay, Terminator 1, T2. Well, it's, T- a, it's the sixth movie. Rise of the Machines. Sorry. Salvation. Uh, Genesis. Genesis. Okay, you're okay. You're yeah. counting Genesis. Yep. All right. You got. I mean, you gotta. You do. You gotta. And you know what? It was fine. I it was have, okay. It was okay. Again. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna trash Amelia Clark. I'm. I'm not. Don't because she was a really good. Really. Uh, she was. Really. I will defend her. In I've this. got a stale loaf of French bread in there that I could put a tank top on that would do a better acting job than her. But could it say? I'm Sarah Connor. Come with me if you want to live. Come with me if you want to live. I thought it was fine. Uh, it was fine. It wasn't. And great. what was it that that a hole that played uh, Kyle Reese? Uh, walking. Literally a walking birthmark, you know? I mean, just, what a... See, I don't remember him well enough, but go ahead and bash him if you want. No, just, I can't defend him if I don't remember. Just, just boring. I mean, just good lord. I mean, the best thing of it was to see uh, Schwarzenegger as the old Terminator. Yeah. That was cool. I like the fact that they built their own time machine. Yeah. He was like, it's basically Lego yeah. and like yeah, gum yeah. stuck together, but yeah. I have one. Yeah. Like everybody is. Okay, so we saw the trailer for Terminator Dark Fate. Gotta say, massive improvement from the first two. Um, I do know the plot twist. I've known it for a couple months. Uh, I mean, don't say that here. Yeah, I mean, you can find it on YouTube. There's some people that, that know about it. But it's it's why... It basically explains within the first five to ten minutes why the story is going this way. Good. Um, but... Uh, um, I, I, I like it. I like the fact that no matter what happens, this shit's going down. You're not going to be able to stop it. And so it's a matter of you got to have, I, I guess, I guess they're, they're keeping this girl alive because she's either going to lead the resistance or she's going to give birth to a savior. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. But I like the fact that Linda Hamilton's involved. Yeah. I like, you know, I, yeah, I, I'm going to go on. I'm going to go on a limb. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't think you need him in this movie. I think if you have Linda Hamilton, you don't need him. You don't need him. I know why he's in it. I know what he's doing. Uh-huh. So, I, I don't. Um, yeah. But I like the fact that both of them are on the screen again. And in this trailer, specifically, she even says, you know, at the end of this, I'm going to come yeah. for you. Yeah. Like, we're not done, you yeah. and I. Yeah. But I do like the fact that it's taken so many movies to finally just be like, okay, no, Apocalypse is going to happen. Judgment Day is happening. Exactly. Like, you did all these movies, and they were all for nothing. Well, well, okay, Divergent Timeline Concepts, yes. Paradoxes, yes. I get it. Because in every one of those movies, that did happen. It was inevitable. Mm-hmm. In, in 3, they just pushed it off a little bit further. Yeah. And they, it was getting John and, and the girl to the bunker mm-hmm. and getting them ready to fight. Uh, Salvation was in the future, kind of a flash forward on that. Genesis was, Genesis was basically saying, I didn't hate Genesis's concept, Genesis's? Yeah. I did not hate the concept of Genesis. It's not your fault they spelled it goofy. Yeah. Okay. I I didn't hate the concept of that, um, that, that technology is just inevitable, that we're going to have 
Um, it's going to be the, the initial downfall one day because we're going to we're going to go well why can't machines do this and then but nobody asks why do machines do this why do we need them to do that so uh i like that um i thought the ending was crap you know just a real hackneyed ending like everybody well we stopped it today drive off into the sunset credits yeah. yeah. I think they just wanted to use that road motif that they do all the time. Uh, it's like, we gotta throw it in there somewhere. Yeah. It's like, you driving on a dark road late at night, headlights <laughs> illuminate in the middle yellow line. Like, we just have to throw that in. It's an homage to ourselves. We gotta suck ourselves off like that. <laughs> We're Terminator. <laughs> so it looks good. I mean, it looks great. I do know that, like, they're saying, produced by James Cameron, and everybody says, yeah, he was never on set once. Mm-hmm. So... I think he just kind of said, oh, yeah, this is a good idea. Yeah. Here you go, Tim Miller, yeah. uh, guy that did Deadpool, uh, the good Deadpool. I like Deadpool, too. It was okay. Yeah. I didn't think it was good. It was a little derivative of the first one, but it yeah. did a few good things. Yeah. So uh, that's coming out in November. And then the other trailer we got this week, which I got to say, when I heard about this movie two years ago, I said... Don't need it. Mm-hmm. Don't need to see this. I don't need the origin of the, the worst bad guy in the world. I don't need it. When I saw the first trailer, I was like, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. They handed it to the, one of the best actors and best directors in the business, uh, Joker. The second and final trailer for Joker came out this week and literally had our jaws, everyone, uh, I mean, every geek's jaws on the floor. Yeah, Jared Leto looks completely different this time. Yeah, that's because it's Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, he's not, he still doesn't have a giant beard wrapping? Is no. He... No, matter of fact, uh, the news this week is Jared Leto has his own island and has be- started a cult and is a prophet. I'm not kidding. You can see pictures online. I hope it's a movie. What do I have to do to join this cult? I don't know. I, I hate Jared Leto. I'm not a huge fan. No? You don't like his band? Uh, no, I hate his band. That's, that's what I hate about him the most. I think he's a b- way better actor. Oh, uh, Yeah. I just like him in Fight Club. Like, I like uh, him getting... He does some cool other shit. I like him getting smashed in the face. But, but, yeah, he's just way up his own ass. But anyway, enough about him. Joker. I mean, what, what words can you say? I mean, it looks incredible, man. It looks unique. I'll say that. I'm actually not super sold on it still, uh, although I am really interested to see where they take it, just because it is so different, and they, they're not, at least in my eyes, they're not really tying it super heavily to a DC Universe or a Batman or anything like that. Yeah. Like, Batman may cameo in it, maybe? Did you hear anything about that? Uh, I haven't heard anything about a Batman cameo. Um, I know that the kid is Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. in the trailer. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That is Bruce Wayne, and that's Thomas Wayne that he's talking to. Thomas Wayne is mayor of Gotham. Okay. So this is going to be kind of an Elseworlds thing. Again, love it. Love it. Do, do Come up with things that are that are different. Show me something different. You show me another Batman movie where it's like, I'm not the hero you want, I'm the hero you need, or whatever bullshit. Uh-huh. You know, I don't need it. I've already seen it. You've got three good movies of that. The Ben Affleck one, I would have killed to see more of that because it was a different take. Not the Justice League Batman. That was that was just god-awful. You know, I'm getting too old for this shit. I'm like, what? He's Danny Glover in Lethal Weapon 4? Come on. Well, at least this Batman seems to have actually been doing it for decades. Yeah, like, yeah. Christian Bale's Batman, if you did the math, he was Batman for like a year and a half. 
like it was, like three weeks. Yeah, it was like three it was barely back. anything, and then they make a big deal on the third one. I was like, oh shit, you got no cartilage. Yeah, like wait, really? From yeah. what? Like that time that Two Face pushed him or something? Yeah, shit? like <laughs> you fell off a you fell off a wharf and and you have no cartilage. Yeah, bullshit. Like, you know that that pissed me off more than anything. I know I know that between Batman Begins and Dark Knight, they said he'd been operating off and on for a year. Uh, and then at the end of Dark Knight, he gets shot in the leg, and you're thought you're you're kind of left in Dark Knight Rises. It oh he's been kind of silent for seven or eight years. Like so, you basically did this for about a year, maybe a year and a half if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. The fuck, man! It, it threw me completely out of that movie. Yeah, but anyway, Joker. When you folks say Joker, <laughs> yeah, Joker. Yeah. So I do like I do like how he's going um, not just menacing with it, but actually carrying that. I'm mentally ill. Like, this guy is crazy. He is. He is. And there's... they the painting the tongue? They explain the laugh, why there's a laugh. Mm -hmm. I've I've watched some reviews of it, uh, and there's an explanation as to why. It is a a special needs. Wow. Why no one in the comics had thought of that before? What do you mean it's a special needs? That he has... The laughter Uh is a... um, God, what? Tourette's? Kind of. It's kind of like Tourette's. When he gets into, uh, when he gets anxious, uh-huh. he starts having, he starts laughing. He has laughing fits. Yes. That's kind of neat. And, and no one thought about this. No one before, all the genius writers, Alan Moore, no one had come up with something simple like this, because it is real. It does happen. Yeah. And no one had thought about this before. And it took, it took Todd Phillips, the guy that made Old School, to come in. I mean, hey, I, old school. Old is, school is amazing. Is, is they are going to be studying that in cinema classes decades I, down the road? I have no problem with old school, but if you had told me that Todd Phillips was going to be the guy to make this movie, I said you're stupid. No, that's not going to happen. This is not the guy that you want to do this character. Ooh, I'm wrong because I think we're we're discovering the next Scorsese. I think like deep down, this guy really is super talented, and he's kind of been hiding. In comedy for a while. I know he's done a couple of things, other things, um, but I think this guy, I think Todd Phillips could be somebody to look out for in the future. Um, and also, if you if you like Joaquin Phoenix, because I'm a massive Joaquin Phoenix fan, I will tell you right now, watch Inherent Vice. I rewatched it this week. I love that movie. If you like The Big Lebowski, you like a weird detective movie, this is a perfect thing for you. Joaquin Phoenix is awesome. Uh, Josh Brolin is awesome. Hands down, it's it's incredible. You need to check that one out. Did you see Nice Guys? Yes. Okay. I like Nice Guys. It, it kind of reminded me of that. Yes. Okay. Yes. But I will make time to watch that yes. one. Yes. Because I, I only saw the trailer and I was like, that seems like my kind of movie. It's way more psychedelic than Nice Guys. Oh, it's oh like, great. Yeah, it's I like, like... psychedelic. Yeah, I do too. I mean, so... Uh, we, matter of fact, before you got here, we just finished... Mushrooms. The Men That Stare at Goats. Oh, okay. That, that was fun. That one's fun. That was a lot of fun. Is that the first time you've ever seen it? Yeah, I've never seen it before. Oh, okay. That was fun. That, that was back in my BitTorrent days. I BitTorrented that. It was like, <laughs> I, it's, it's a kind of movie It's like, I don't want to go see it in theaters, but I also don't want to like waste a rental yeah. on it. Like, I just want to see it and experience it and then, you know. But no, that was a fun movie. Yeah, it was yeah. really neat, man. Mm-hmm. I had a good time. Um, I like it, Clooney being weird. I, yeah, yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. I, and, and just like everybody in it, like... I even had to point out to her that the uh, Nick Offerman was in it. Uh-huh. Uh, she was just like, that's Ron Swanson? I'm like, yeah, just 
That's Ron Swanson, you know. He had a career before Parks He did, he did, he did. One of my favorite shows. So, yeah, we saw The Joker. We loved it. We saw Terminator, Dark Fate. All right, let's get knee-deep in it. D23 happened uh, last week. Uh, we had, I mean, uh, there's so much came out of it. Uh, I, I think the first two days were mainly pushing the app, in my opinion. Um, Which, push it in, baby. Well, you know, everybody has like it's a big deal. I, I, all I see is it's going to raise my, I think it's going to raise my thing up by a dollar. Because mm-hmm. I already paid for the, the no commercial. Hulu, Hulu Plus. Plus. Yeah. So I'm I, the same boat. I think if they go, hey, do you want this? It's only going to cost you a dollar. I'm like, well, that's a, you know, that's a hard one. I don't know if I'm going to give you a dollar or not. You know, yeah, of course I am. So I've, I've t- I took a look at the app. It looks really neat. Like the ease of use. Like the first page comes up and it's literally uh, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic. And you can pick in those and then go in there and watch stuff. Um, so we got to talk about, in my opinion, the best thing of the whole whole weekend was Mandalorian. Mandalorian hands down was breathtaking. I, I mean I I had watched the footage on YouTube before from uh, Comic-Con or what was it? Celebration. Mm-hmm. And then they also had like a five minute scene. The the opening scene with Werner Herzog playing the whatever character he is, it's giving him the job. Um, it's the whole that whole first scene. Even though it's hand cam, oh man. Stunning. It is, it is attention to detail. Favreau, I mean, did you read the details about this show? No. He wrote, he, he plotted the concept and wrote the first four scripts before he pitched the show. He had everything down, all the details down. He knew where it was going to go and had the first half of the show, first half of the season done. Um, before it was even pitched. Before he even went to pitch it. Wow. And they immediately took it. They were just like, oh yeah, this is too good to turn down. The attention to detail Favreau's putting in this, uh, bringing on Dave Filoni. Um, for those of you not aware of Dave Filoni, he was the creator. Uh, he worked on Clone Wars. He worked on Rebels, and he's back on Clone Wars now. He's kind of, he's kind of the Kevin Feige of Star Wars, uh, even though Kathleen Kennedy is, she is the Kevin Feige of Star Wars. He's the guy with the knowledge. He's the guy that. I think when they get ready to hand the reins over, I think he was mentored by Lucas himself, if I'm not mistaken. Is that a good thing? Um, in the sense that caring about characters, yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, because you got to remember, Clone Wars, before Disney bought it, is canon. The show is canon. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and Dave Filoni, it's a, it's a well-done show. I can't wait to see this final season. I really enjoyed it. And I know it sounds really childish to want to see a cartoon. It's really not, man. I mean, the the show gets right what the movies did not. You know, the movie starts you in the Clone Wars, and then they come back at the end. Well, there was what what we estimate two to three years of, of fighting there. Yeah. And it covers a lot of that. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more shown that's not in the movies. Oh, yeah. And why, why, would, why would Disney and Star Wars leave that story there like when they can easily fill in all the gaps yeah you know now, now I do have a question about this uh-huh. because I didn't get it from the trailer and I, I have not read anything about that okay um, so who is the the Mandalorian in this one no one knows okay so it could be Boba no I don't think no. it's Boba Fett you don't think they, they so is it canon that he escaped the Sarlacc pit I don't think so 
You don't think so? That you no, can think like that? unless unless it's in one of the books. These those books that came out around Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know, in in the original comics and things, they they did an expanded universe story where uh, Boba Fett, who was uh, killed by the Sarlacc, supposedly eaten by the Sarlacc monster on Tatooine, he is rescued by another bounty hunter called Dengar, and then they kind of partner up for a while. But when Disney bought it, that everything that wasn't the six movies, mm -hmm. the Clone Wars TV show, and whatever they had in print starting from that place forward, any of the books they put in print mm -hmm. is continuity. Nothing before was continuity. I just don't know if they had redone that in something else. I don't think so. Okay. But I don't need it to be Boba Fett. I like this to be, you know, I mean, first of all, it's set four years after Return of the Jedi, okay? So the galaxy's kind of in disarray because there's not a new government in place. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of outlaw justice. Uh, Carl Weathers is in it. Werner Herzog's in it. Uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, uh, the chicken man from Breaking Bad, is in it. Um, uh, Pedro Pascal from, uh, from uh, season four of Game of Thrones is in it. I mean... Awesome cast. All the directors are awesome. Taika Whitey's in it. Taika Whitey directed an episode. Mm. Uh, Favreau did one or two of the episodes. Dave Filoni did an episode. Again, yeah, you got, I mean, that's A-list people. Yeah, there. you you're not screwing around with this one. And and eight episodes. John, you're you're so smart because that's what I keep saying. The magic number is eight or nine episodes. I we're not in a time where you need twenty six episodes. Uh, the Marvel Netflix shows showed us you don't need 13. You can have too much of a good thing. Um, Daredevil, you could have taken down to three, three episode arcs, would have been perfect. You know, easily whittle them down. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Craig from B Movies and Ebooks. And if you don't know about B Movies and Ebooks, it's basically a podcast between two lifelong friends. We cover horror movies, cult movies, and B movies on a bi weekly basis. And also, we talk about the latest genre fiction we've read. So after you get done listening to this fine episode of Longbox Small Talk, head on over to iTunes and search for B Movies and Ebooks and hit subscribe. It's easy to do, you'll be entertained, and you're going to find out about a ton of titles you never even knew existed. So one thing that does bother me, especially with The Mandalorian, is that I've heard that D, uh, the Disney Plus is not going to have any R-rated content whatsoever. That's fine. Well, I mean, you say that, but I really want to see a Mandalorian cut loose. Like, you see in the trailer that he pulls someone through, like, a... Um, uh, through, through a collapsing yeah, door. Yeah, through a collapsing yeah. door, and it cuts yeah. them in half. Yeah. And it cuts it real quick, but I'm like, oh, I want to see those alien guts go everywhere. See, I don't need that. I don't need that. Well, I mean, needs a strong not, word. But. Not, 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 I don't think you need that for Star Wars. I think you, you want to see that, and then when you do that, you then, you've tempered something that's actually kind of sacred. That you can have something that's, you know, Star Wars has kind of a sacred vibe that it's not super graphic. That they, Did you miss the Tauntaun scene? Yes, but, yes, but I, we all knew that was pretend. I mean, when, when you're, when you're, when it's a, when it's a, that's like a, kind of like a, like a mutant horse. Like, you can cut a mutant horse open all day and I don't care. But if you cut a person or a humanoid open, now that... Alright, doesn't change the blood to blue. Yeah. And it'll be cool. Yeah. I want to see guts in 4K. Yeah. Just make it blue. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just... I, I think you don't need that kind of violence. 
I don't think you need sexuality in Star Wars. I think what you need, it's always, these things are always implied. You, you know? don't think we need sex in Star Wars? No, not at all. There's no need. There's, there's, no... there's about three billion nerd, Star Wars nerds that disagree. We're all Googling, like, porn wars. And, like... <laughs> I don't think you need it, man. I think, I think it's one of those things that's a last bastion of you can imply things, but you don't ever need to see them. I say, stay with George Lucas' original vision. There are no underwear in space. Go from there. Use that as a building block for the rest of your universe. I, back to the topic at hand, I believe this is going to be... This is the way you started. I don't think you had to have a Marvel show to start this app. It really needed to be Star Wars. This thing... And, and from here on out, we don't need a ton of shows on this thing. For Star Wars shows. You don't need to flood the market. You need you, what you need is like three or four a year. One kind of for each quarter that pops up. I stagger it a little. Yeah, yeah. Eight episodes. You know, give you time because I guarantee you, this will be one of those. I will probably watch it and then turn right around and rewatch it when it's done, because it looks that good. Um, so kind of on that same note, they snuck in something that we had only heard a rumor of. Uh, and that is the, uh, years ago, there were supposed to be, when they were doing the uh, Star Wars Tales movies, the, it started with Rogue One, and then we got the Solo movie, we were supposed to- And then that ended it. Yeah. <laughs> we were supposed to get an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie that took place on Tatooine. And it never, it kind of never happened, the Solo movie bombed, cut to now- at the very end of their presentation, Kathleen Kennedy says, oh, yeah, I have a friend here. Come on out. And it was Ewan McGregor. And he says, oh, yeah, I'm doing Obi-Wan for the Disney Plus app. Um, it is set eight years after Revenge of the Sith. Uh, we have no other details other than that, other than he will be, it will be Old Man Kenobi. Nice. And I pray, I pray this has got to be a Western on Tatooine. This has got to be straight up. You know, Lone Wolf and Cub meets kind of uh, Clint Eastwood's The Man With No Name trilogy. You know, very much samurais and westerns all in the desert, you know. So, do you think Obi-Wan wipes his mind at the end? Whose mind? Little, uh, little Luke's. No. No. I think so? No, I think... If it's eight years, I think he may say... You may see him wave or say hello but he doesn't he's not i don't think he's going to be in his life i think he's going to be protecting from afar i I would agree with that um there are actually a few comics that kind of go through this this time frame and it's really really cool because he's got this balance between i've got to protect luke but at the same time no one can know that i'm a jedi yeah and that i have these powers but evil things happen on tatooine so he kind of has this constant struggle like, how much should I expose myself to do good on this evil rock while, at the same time, completing my mission with Luke? So, how much are you up on the Rise of Skywalker spoilers? Not at all. Not at all. I've seen the trailer. Have you heard any of the rumors about I who Ray is? No. Okay, never mind then. We can talk about it in vague terms. Do, um, do they know? I don't know if anybody knows for sure. Okay. I, what I think is... If nobody knows for sure, let's do it. What I think is, this is awfully convenient that they announced this show 
before episode 9 comes out. Because it would make sense if one of the conspiracy theories is that Ray is the granddaughter of Obi-Wan Kenobi. That he somehow had a family on Tatooine that we weren't aware of. And that maybe she left and ran off and he had a kid and that kid had a daughter. And that daughter was Ray. Okay, so I like this theory. I'm not against it. I'm, I'm not 100% against it either. But I do have this problem that Star Wars has always kind of kept coming back to. It's just like, they give us too much. Like, why does everybody have to be fucking related? Why, yeah. did, why did little Anakin have to build C-3PO? Why couldn't C-3PO just come into their lives? You know, like, it, it always has to be this small little yeah. group of people. I'd love for them to move away from that, but if, if they can build it into the plot in a way that I care about, yeah. then okay. But know, that, I'm, I'm okay with that. That seems to be one of the rumors, and that, to me, I'm not against it, and I think it's... Clo- I, I mean, I'm not going to say that I, my heart's 100% into it, but I got a feeling that that's gotta, it's got to tie in somewhere, because why rush him out if you didn't have a poster... If you didn't have anything, mm-hmm. all it was was a bunch of rumors going around that they were going to do this show. Somebody leaked it. Why? You could have played dumb. I mean, we know Marvel's playing dumb on some stuff. So do you think that, that the rise of Skywalker, Skywalker is going to be the new group that Jedis are called in the future? I don't know. That wouldn't make sense. Because, I mean, like if she's not related directly to the Skywalkers, I mean, Obi-Wan is not a Skywalker. So, like, how would it be the rise of Skywalker? I mean, Luke is dead. Leia is... Anakin's dead. Menopause. Dead in real life. Menopause in the Star Wars (laughs) universe. We assume if it still works the same. Like, Anakin is dead. I mean, we got clones. I don't know. Other than clones? So, on that note, we also... Not on D23, but we did see, on the following Monday, we saw the uh, Rise of Skywalker trailer. Um, what were your feelings on that trailer? I mean, the only thing I, I basically remember from it is, like, I watched the whole thing, was super excited, but two things stood out. Evil C-3PO, Evil Ray, and the lightsaber. See, all I... Th- the the first minute literally should have just been called Member Berries. <laughs> remember, remember Star Wars? Remember those twin sons? Yeah. Remember Han Solo? I, I don't consider that part of the trailer. See, that... that that was a waste. Like, I already know. You, I mean, all you have to do is play that, that opening cue from that music. Mm-hmm. I don't need... I don't need you to show me the trilogy. I've bought it. John Williams. I've only we'll bought it seven times, exactly. you know? You know, I have... Laser disc. Yeah. Purchase now. That's the only one I've ever not bought, I think. <laughs> um, uh, but the whole first minute of nostalgia was useless to me. Yeah. The rest of the trailer did nothing for me. I didn't think... It really didn't show me much more than we already hadn't seen. I have a feeling that what you're seeing are the first two acts. You're not seeing the final act anywhere. Uh, I think the Dark Ray is a, is a... is a I think the whole... I'm going to be honest with you. Cards on the table, the first two trailers are MacGuffins. The, uh, cards on the table. I'm going to be honest. I think they're fakes. I think they're cleverly designed footage to lead you going one way. And it, like J.J. Abrams usually does, it'll go another, it'll go a completely different direction. So the way the Hulk wasn't in an Infinity War, they're just gonna be like, "There's no evil Ray, there's no evil C-3PO." Uh, I mean, or or like Star Wars, I mean uh, Spider-Man. You know, uh, there's three scenes in the trailer that are not in the movie, 
And you, if you go to see the movie this weekend, they're back in. You know, it was a whole, you know, oh, we're, this looks great for the trailer, but we, you know, we're not going to put it in the movie because we want your money. I kind of fucking hate the way movies are moving towards, like, DLC. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, we saw exactly. it. Exactly. You saw it once, but now we've added in 30 more seconds of exclusive footage. Well, uh, you notice, I don't know if you noticed, I bought uh, Infinity, not Infinity War, Endgame on Vudu. Uh-huh. And... Because I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch this. I mean, it's sure. three hours, but it's great movie. Mm-hmm. That All the stuff that they added on that two weeks before in the theaters is not on there. You can't, It's not on the movie. It's not a deleted scene. Nothing. Wow. Yeah. I assumed it was in there somewhere. Nah. Big fat nothing. Hmm. So, so they're, they're definitely going to re-release it then. Oh, it'll, there'll be a there'll be something else. I'm so sure. this November we'll hear yeah. about them re-releasing yeah. it just in time for Christmas. Yeah, or right before Avatar two comes out, they'll be like, "Remember, remember, remember Hulk? You remember <laughs> the Infinity Gauntlet? You know, it. Yeah, it, I mean, it is. That's funny. It's, you're right. It is DLC. Now. It is. Everything is microtransactions. Mm-hmm. Like, you you paid ten dollars to go to the theater to see it. But you gotta pay ten more to see the extra five minutes. The extra five minutes, yeah. exactly. No, my ass can only handle so much of that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. I'm way. I, if, if 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 there's a scale in front of me, and Mandalorian's on one scale, and Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker's on the other side, I'm. It's it's way up there for. For Mandalorian. Okay, so you're more hyped about Mandalorian. I think Mandalorian. Mandalorian is a Star Wars that that the fans have wanted since '99. See, I put a lot of weight into this. Is I, I take them like meals, like meals and snacks. Yeah. Like Mandalorian is a nice meaty snack. Nope. The movies themselves are always. I want them to be heavy meals that can power an entire extended universe for a while. You no. know what I mean? No, I I think I I. I I'm glad we brought this up because I've been I've I've had this thought all week and I wanted to talk to you about it. Only you. Only me. Okay. Um, drum roll, whatever. Bah, here we go. Um, yes, that growth does look bad. <laughs> you should get that checked thank out. You, by a doctor. Thank you. Thank you. That's my penis. Thank uh-huh. you. Um, oh, that's oh god. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, um, my opinion. I think Star Wars now is meant for the small screen. Okay. I don't. I think, I think the big screen should be something they do every now and then, but I think you could tell way better stories and reach far more people, without the risk that the box office risk, and and be able to tell something over. You know, even if you did like a, a four part show or something. You know, something that's just basically the equivalent of one movie or yeah, two. Like a roots. Yeah, sure. Roots and set the, on Kashyyyk. Yeah. <laughs> Come to Wookie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Your name is Toby. No, <laughs> my name is Chewy. Uh, no, um, I think it's. I think Star Wars from 2020 out is meant for the small screen. I think the the app is where you're going to get the quality. You know, think think about this. Does the Obi Wan show have to be eight seasons? No. Obi One could be one or two great seasons. We don't need to know every detail going on. We just want to see something. We want to see a glimpse into what was going on there. You know, there's a mystery of 
And and like you said, like there was a comic series released by Marvel mm -hmm. where in the Star Wars main series they did kind of like the Book of Kenobi. Sure. Yeah. And they entered, they showed you what had been going on. And it's like all we need is a glimpse. Mm -hmm. And then maybe in a couple two or three years you come back and go, we got another idea. And maybe it jettisons up three or four years or five years in the future, you know. And maybe you find out, you know, the things that were set up in the first one, some things didn't pan out, and some things went bad, you know. Um, maybe you don't know how long you need to see Mandalorian. That, that's the problem with modern television. The English have always had it right in that sense. You put something and out only that. Yeah, you put something out when you have a great idea. You know, six episodes every two or three years, I'll take it. You know, I'll take that kind of quality. I'll take it because I don't get bored. I'm not bored of watching it. I, it's not predictable. And the storytelling is there. Give me quality, I'll pay for it. You know, I don't need to be there all the time. Um, I think that's kind of what Star Trek is about to learn, that you don't have to do, uh, you don't always have to be there, you know, 24-7. And you're not going to have to have something that fills up every moment of the year. Yeah, and you're not going to lose, like, all of your market share just because you were gone a year. Yeah. You know, the, those fans are still going to be fans. Yeah, the diehard franchises, people aren't going away. And if you don't have a Star Wars in the theater, you're building momentum. You're building credibility again. You're, you're, you're getting, that, getting that, that surge that when you say, 2023, here's the movie. Okay, cool, it's been about three years. I'm reach my battery's recharged. I could go to the, I'm, I'm gonna slap at that point it'll probably twenty dollars down, you know. <laughs> but I'll slap a twenty dollar bill down to go see a Star Wars movie. I don't, but but I think the majority of the tales like if the if the the Game of Thrones guys right now said we got no good ideas, it'll be five years. I'm okay with that. One, it gives me a reason to keep keep alive. Two, <laughs> you know, two, it um. It, it, you're building up credit in the bank. You're building up this, you're, you're, you're gaining momentum instead of, you know, the way they did it, which was, there's going to be a movie every year. Oh, that's cool. Like, I like Rogue One. I like Solo. I would really like to have seen another movie. Did I need Boba Fett? No. I, I think Boba Fett is not a character you want a movie of. I think he's great in small doses, but not somebody that's going to be your main character. I think Obi-Wan probably in the long run would have been the best movie, you know, and if you wait long enough, Ewan McGregor will probably be as old as Alec Guinness. I also <laughs> think that that character has the most depth. Yes. Like, Boba Fett, while the trailer's really cool, I wasn't really excited about seeing, like, the Mandalorian yeah. character. I was excited about seeing IG-88. Oh, it's IG-11. Oh, okay. Yeah, so played by Tiger White. Yeah. Okay. I it's IG-11. It's a different droid, but yet... It's the same. It's a bounty hunter. It's an IG droid. Okay. Yes. Well, him, them in action. Yeah. Is fucking great. Oh yeah. Like as a kid, you always wonder, like, how does that little thin monstrosity of a of a droid be a kick ass bounty hunter? And then this trailer was just like, oh, like that. Yeah. Hold on a second. Make sure we just didn't. Yeah, we're good. Now we're we're fifty one in. Oh, good lord. Yeah. So okay, what else? What what else did you find that you were interested in uh, for D twenty three? Yeah, um, they did announce a few of the Marvel TV shows, but you know it's very early for all of those. Um, so they announced there's going to be a She Hulk uh, miniseries. That would be fun. I think so too, especially if they balance it really well with her being a superhero lawyer. 
Like I've always enjoyed those yeah. those stories with her, where she's trying to balance out like not crushing the defendant's desk and yeah. shit like that. Like, well, like if they made it, like it, honestly, like in my opinion, like the way to do it to really get people in on it is to make it like Law and Order, like almost note for note a procedural, but it's just in the Marvel universe. So she's like, okay, uh, yeah, I'm representing Demolition Crew. Yeah, I understand. You know, you're th- or. or yeah, she's representing the bad guy. And she's like, yes, I understand you, you know, you fought him, you know, but can can you identify him here without his outfit on? Well, that's him over there. You know, it's just some crazy shit like that. Just, like, put it so on the nose uh-huh. that it's, like, it, it's it's funny. I would watch that. I would. I would. Watch the fuck out of that. I would. I think, but I also think, like, you could do it a comedy in a way. Like, Jennifer is a great character, and she's a, her uh, late 80s, early 90s series was a lot of comedy. And I think that's kind of the way you could go with that character is to make it kind of a working girl that also happens to have the powers of the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. She's like breastfeeding on the elevator and the courtroom during the day. Well, she's always crime been... fighting at night. I don't think she's ever had kids and or been married, but I like I like her. I'd like to see that as like you know by day she's a lawyer, at night she's just a green skinned woman that wants love. Uh-huh. I, I'm all about it. Oh, yeah, like focusing on her, like, Ally McBeal dating yeah. drama. Yeah. That would be fun. Do you date short, overweight, divorce guys? Yeah, like, like what, like, the blob hits on her? And she's yeah. just like, uh, you're not really my type. And then, like, throws him across the state. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would, I would watch the hell out of that. Now, it actually made me think about this a second ago when we were talking about the, the different Star Wars shows, but would, do you think that Star Wars could lend itself to those kind of shows as well? Like, have one more comedic? No. You don't think so? No. The universe is just set up for drama. Well, you know that Seth Green had a cartoon-based comedy show for Star Wars that was about to drop on Adult Swim the month before they announced they were getting bought out. No, I had yes. no clue. You can look it up on YouTube. It was coming out. Is there a pilot or anything? I don't know if there's a pilot. They have three commercials up. Oh, my God. I'm going to go back and look for this. And it's a, com- it's a Star Wars comedy done by Seth Green from Robot Chicken. And it's shelved. They will never put it out. How long before a character smokes up, you think? I don't know. I think mostly. I think it was very. I don't, I don't think it was. I don't. I don't think it was gonna be PG thirteen humor. I don't. I think it was kind of tame humor. Okay, you know? I'm still gonna look into it. Yeah, but but still, see that's the other thing I was thinking about. Because I was thinking about this episode this week. It gave me time to this week gave me time to marinate about what I was gonna say. I don't think comedic based stuff is a, a strictly comedic show for Star Wars is needed. I don't, I don't see the use for it. I, I think comedic elements and things obviously work. It gives, gives light, it makes it lightweight. You know, it lightens the mood in some, in some things, but I don't think, it, I don't think you want to see comedy again. I think you, you think you want to see it, but then you get a Kevin Smith episode or something. And it's just like, Oh, okay. This was, you just spoiled it. Who, right. knew, who knew that Tweedleek farted like that? Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and I don't want to go on a tirade about Kevin Smith right now and how I'm just... I, I just think our generation... I'm over him. I like Kev, I like his podcast, but I'm over him. I like fat Kevin Smith. Bring back cat, yeah. fat Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I, want, I want Kevin Smith before weed. Because I think... I, and, and I'm not knocking anybody that smokes weed. I, that's your business, whatever, but... I don't think it helps with his writing. I think his quality of writing, you know, if you look at Clerks 2 and then go to the next movie he did, which I believe was Red State. Red State wasn't bad, but Tusk wasn't good. 
and neither was Yoga Hosers had a good concept, but just wasn't executed. Lots of talk for another day, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you, I think you want to see Star Wars as comedy, and then you give it to somebody, and it's like, ah. Well, I'm dreading the Star. I, I'm I'm kind of dreading the Star Trek animated show, the Lower Decks coming out. Uh, it's a comedy. So basically, animated, animated. No, it's an animated comedy, and it's going to be on the app. And, and I'm like, mm. but see, Orville. Dude, you talk to the hardcore tracks. We love Orville. Orville is basically TNG season eight. It's all it's all you ever really wanted in Star Trek. It just has ten percent more humor, and I'm fine with it. I, I the the uh, we got to wait another year for season three. I'm okay with that though. If it takes him a while to get it produced, because I know it's straight to Hulu now. It's no longer on Fox. Um, but season two had some of the best episodes. I mean, I'll tell you right now, if you, anybody listening, if you're unsure about watching the Orville, watch uh, the two, the mid-season cliffhanger, which I think is episode five and six, uh, has the best space battle, hands down, I think you'll ever see in any, any science fiction ever. It is... They spared no expense, and you can tell. Um, so we actually just got done watching the second season of Orville. Yeah. And the reason we watched it, though, is because the wife was just like, hey, I don't know, but I kind of want to watch Star Trek, but I'm not sure if it's really for me. So I was like, okay, well, let's watch the Orville yeah. and see if you like that, and then Star Trek is just a, a smidge beyond that. I'll, I'll, if, if you wanted to go to Star Trek, we'll, I'll recommend episodes. Oh, God. No. Yeah. No. You know Melissa's just going to be like, let's just start from episode one, season one. No, 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 When, no, no, when no, did it no. start? And then I'll say, I don't know, no, no, like, 68? No. Because, yeah, no, 66. And, and 66. You, you don't want to start on episode one of that. Because you'll, it's, you go back to watch that. If you didn't grow up with it, you go back to watch it because it's fun to watch. But I would start you in TNG. And there's about four episodes of TNG I'd give you. And... If you watch those four episodes, you'll probably end up starting from episode one and watching. So is, just because I'm not super familiar with Star Trek, is that yeah. Picard? Yeah. New Generation is yeah. Picard? Okay. Because yeah. I did, I, <laughs> we're jumping all over the place today. It's okay. But, uh, I did see the new Picard trailer. Oh. And like, I'm not a Star Trek fan, but I'm like, do you not watch that guy do anything? Like, Sir Patrick Stewart, I will watch you do anything. I'd watch him take a bath and I'm not gay. Uh, I mean... You don't have to be to watch a man bathe, but yeah, I, I would watch it and get in front you know, out no, of it. You know, and you know what? Gay. You know what? I can go one step further. I'll offer to sponge bathe him. You know, he may need your help at this point. I mean, yeah, he's got a wife, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, no, I Picard is one of the things that I've been very excited about seeing. And again, I, I want to go on record. I don't know if we were doing the podcast when Old Man Logan came out. I believe he was robbed of an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in that movie. I think Professor X in, in, in Old Man Logan, one of the best portrayals he's ever done in his career. And it was a great way to end that character, you know? I, I don't think he... I don't think he was award-winning. Oh, ooh. Uh, he, he was not worthy of an award. Uh, because while I give him plus ones and minus ones for all of his different choices he makes yeah he was that de-aged mask of a character in one of the first class episodes or issues Ugh, one of the first class movies and it looked fucking horrible um 
Actually, no. That was the Wolverine movie. Yeah. That was the Wolverine Talk movie. Talk about Old Man Logan. Oh, no, 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 no. I... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. We can actually cut all that. Okay. No, um... Picard looks amazing. Um... I like... I, I love, uh... I, I love, uh... Discovery. Both seasons have been awesome so far. Um... I like when... Trek's one of those things you can do something different with. Mm-hmm. And I think needs it. Uh... Star Wars... We need to see some new ideas, but there also needs to be some familiarity. I don't think you can get too crazy, like, go, hey, here's, here's uh, Poochie's on the Millennium Falcon, you know? <laughs> waka waka. But uh, um, Star Trek's one of those that I think needs to take some risk. Otherwise, it's going to get sterile and boring. Picard looks like, I mean, that, that full-length Picard trailer is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just so much, like, seeing Seven of Nine come back from uh, Voyager, seeing... Uh, uh, you from um, uh, the Borg, uh, one of the Borg episodes, the Borg get, get, got consciousness and went back to the collective. Um, what else was it? There was one other character that popped up, and I can't remember who it is. Um, oh, well, of course, Data. Yeah. Data. Brent Spiner's back as, as Data. Um, again, even if it's just Data in a holodeck, he's talking Data in a holodeck, I'll cry like a bitch. Because I, I love that's I mean TNG's kind of like you know my extended family in a way I love that show. Um, but you were watching it though. Yes, yes okay. I I was I watched the pilot when I was ten. It okay. came on and watched it religiously. I remember and this is something I probably don't talk about. I when I was a kid I got burned as a kid when I was that age. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spilt I was making dinner and spilt. A, we had a, a, a cast iron pot that I was making macaroni in, and one of the wooden handles came loose and spilt and scalded my entire stomach down to about an inch above my groin. I was almost completely deformed. And while I was healing, or no, that night, while I was in the emergency room getting treated, I was watching that, the episode where, Deanna, uh, uh, where Tasha Yar got killed in season one. And so that was kind of like... Spoilers. Yeah, it's kind of kind of monumental to me. That, that, that I, I link, you know, almost being horribly disfigured to that, you know, that episode uh, of that night. So it's always been part of my, you know, part of my childhood. And it's always, like, I grew up watching the reruns of the first series. But TNG will probably always be my, my favorite. See, I didn't have a lot of experience with Star Trek growing up. The only time I ever saw an episode was I watched a little bit of Enterprise when it came out. Yeah. Um, but then also... I would just get random episodes of, like, Deep Space Nine, or, um, what was the one with the red from Orange is New Black is the captain? Oh, Voyager. 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 Yeah. See, and those are both something you can't just watch an episode mm-hmm. like TNG or the original series, because both of those, where Voyager's really not serialized, you have to know that they're lost. I mean, like, to get people to watch that show, they should have just had a thing at the beginning saying... We're lost in the Delta Quadrant. You know, we're probably 50 years from being, getting home or something like that unless we find a way. You know, they were they got warped out to the Delta Quadrant and they had to come back. And so all the shit they encounter. I mean, if you don't know that, mm-hmm. you just go and watch and like, yeah, what are these assholes doing in space? Why are they crying? Well, they're <laughs> fucking lost. Or if you, don't, if you don't know that DS9 is literally serialized and is about, you know, it's about political... Uh, it's about war between two two planets and two races, 
but it's on like a political tip, and it's not it's not a uh, it's not it's not really sci-fi shit as much as it's like it kind of mirrors uh, Palestine and Israel in a way, and the DS9 is kind of stuck in the middle because you know the Starfleet has been able to take back over the space station from the Kardashians. Again, um, that show takes some appreciation. I don't think it was until about five years ago I really got into it. I think it was our friend and and one of the co-hosts of B Movies and Ebooks, uh, Brian Delaney. He and I sat down. He's a he and his wife are big Trek fans, and we discussed it. And I went back and started watching it again. With that in mind, that it's serialized. You've got to go episode to episode. There are some you don't have to see, but for the most part, to, when you get to the end, if you don't know what's been going on the whole time, if you don't if you didn't see the first episode, the emissary, and you don't understand what Cisco the captain is his his position is and what he means to both sides of the the uh, both sides of the Kardashians and the uh, god damn it Kardashians the the the, the yeah. it, it is it is it is it basically is that oh god. Uh, um and and the, uh, god I can't think I of, hope you're wrong I hope it's not no, really no, no, it Kardashians is, it's, it's not spell like but it's it's Cardassia is the name oh, of the okay. planet. So, okay, well, that's slightly yeah. different, though. So, <laughs> but, like, the Cardassians, I just imagine they're, like, on the spaceship. They can make whatever Car- they want. It's Cardassians. Maybe Cardassians. But it's... Okay. it's Cardassians it's, evil. Cardassians slightly yeah, evil. Yeah, slightly more. Okay. Less evil. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, like, it's one of those things where I could... If you want, like, I, I have four episodes I'll get, I could give you to watch. And then, you know, if you're not hooked, hey, it's okay. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Well, I will say that I enjoyed the Orville enough to possibly download the VR game where you just get to walk around and like oh, meet wow. the characters. I was like, hey, Isaac, can I have a hug? I know you don't know why I want one, but I want one anyway, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's me and VR and walk around the Orville. And hey, I've seen, so, I've always, do you have a VR headset? I, I borrowed one from someone. Uh, so I'm trying to get all, uh, all the VR in while I have it. <laughs> So I've been playing a lot of VR lately. You ready to pause? Yeah, I but at the same time, come over and play VR with me. I will. I will. Why in the episode? You want to? It's okay. We'll do it next time. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, I mean, you want to do outros? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just gonna get up, be done. I gotta pee. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we've covered all the news that's fit to print this week. And uh, some that just jumbled mess. Yeah. Uh, the only thing we left out was Kit Harrington is playing. Uh, uh, Black Knight in the Eternals. Um, they also announced Miss Marvel and uh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight's the one I want to see. Miss Marvel, I'm not. I mean, I know she's a newer character. I don't have a lot of connection to her. Okay. I will always give something a, shan- a chance. Uh, the Kit Harrington thing is like, of all the characters, really Black Knight. I mean, first of all, he just got done playing Jon Snow in Game of Thrones. Kind of typecasting. I feel for him on that end. I think he should have been Moon Knight, and I told you that's what I thought he was gonna be. Yeah. Um, He'd have been a good Mark Spector. Oh, especially with the newer one that's like three different personalities, three different kinds of characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Eternals is one of those that are... I, I, I bought the graphic novel the other day because I, I had it back in the Neil Gaiman version. I had it. I collected the issues but lost them in the flood. And I'm going back and reading it and I'm, it's okay, but it's really... I, I'm going to go on a limb here on this one. I'm going to swing for the fences. And maybe in two years, I might be wrong on this kid. This might be the first one that doesn't do too, too too well. The Eternals. Yeah. Okay. I'm swinging for the fences on this one, but I think you're calling it early. I'm calling this one early. I don't think Eternals is going to be a blockbuster 
I think it's going to do Ant-Man numbers. Okay. Where it's going to do okay as long as somebody doesn't put something out near it. Like, uh, like you know, a good D- DC movie or... A good DC movie? Yeah. Well, you got Joker coming out. Yeah, Watch okay. out. Well, let's see if it breaks the mold. Yeah. All right. So, um, that's a news fit to print this week. Uh, I had a good time. How about you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Always good. Yeah. Uh, for Longbox Small Talk, I'm Bill. I'm Rodney. We'll see you next issue. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network. Brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.